All right. Here we are again. Hi. <laughs> Good to be back. Yes. I'm Michael Rosenbaum. And, and Ellen, Ellen Siegel. Ellen Siegel, my good, good, precious friend. We've shared so many spiritual journeys together. It's been great. Uh, we are like family. <laughs> it's been great. It's been years. And, um, you know, as I've said before, I mean, I'm so glad for the meditations that you do, Michael, and these kinds of talks and the other podcasts that you have on Path to Enlightenment um, and courses that you're giving. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, um, so happy that what comes through you is uh, being broadcast in many ways. I really appreciate that. And, you know, Ellen and I meditate every week together. And um, it's just an amazing, fun thing to do to find a buddy or a partner to meditate together and share your experiences. So I totally, um, you know, invite you to do the same. Find somebody you really connect with and meditate together. You don't have to be in the same room. We do it over the phone. And it's just as powerful. And then we get to share. And when somebody else shares, then you learn so much more from their experience because they have their unique way of stepping into something. So, and we usually meditate and pick, you know, a focus or something. And then we see what we get. We go fishing. You know, we see what we get from the higher self, you know. And sometimes we pick a paragraph from a reading Yep. and dwell on that and see what we get. So it's very interesting. So today we're going to pick up on- Wait, I have to interrupt. Up. There's a beeping going on in the kitchen. I have to shut oh, it off. Okay. So I'll be right back. All right, no problem. This is, this is the real, real life, real life. <laughs> so I'll just mention that today we're picking up on um, our last podcast, where the title was do not look for ups and do not look for downs and kind of the idea was to not focus on um life's ups and downs and worrying about that and trying to make things up and avoiding things being down and come from the middle place a centered place so you can listen to that podcast and our commentary on that and today um we're doing something called focus, 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 right? Which kind of takes that message from last time and uh, continues on and some more information about it. So like we always do, I'll read, you know, what uh, the paragraph or two that I got around this after a meditation one morning, and then we'll kind of unpack it. We'll break it down and see what it means to us. You'll see it means different things to us. And that's the beauty of ha- of working with somebody, like I said, with meditating with them, because you, it's a different take on things, right? And I know this is right up um, Ellen's wheelhouse because she has this amazing book says, be happy no matter what. And it's really based on some of these principles that we're talking about. And that's a great read and, and uh, you should get it if you don't already have it. So here's what it says. Focus, focus, focus. Focus on beingness and listening to the pulsation of life and feeling the sensations of the pulsation of life. 
and honoring that everything you need and is fulfilling exists in the now. You don't have to add to it. Everything that you do for others and yourself is just what you do, but it's not who you are. And any result of what you do does not take away from who you are. And anything you do does not add to who you are. Be grounded in who you are as your first commitment and focus and let all less, all else flow from that. You can also make adjustments to what you do, but the only adjustments you ever have to make to who you are is to continue to focus on it. So that was a mouthful, right? <laughs> hmm. So let's unpack this a little bit. Oh, there's so much here. There is so much here. Um, so start us off. So focus on beingness. I know there's uh, very often um, so many of us are caught up in that we associate ourselves with really what we do. And, and many of us who've been on this path uh, have been opening up, opening up, letting go to, to, to experience our essential being. Uh, which is apart from what we do. So, and as we were talking before about centering, we've done talks on that and the not looking up and down. It's like being within and being in the center. Um, and we can witness things that we do and make choices. And the, the beingness is what's consistent. That's what comes to me about that beginning. Um, okay. That's, that's what's certain about us. Mm, that's right. That's right. It never changes. Mm -hmm. It can expand, but, it, but it, the, the truth of it never really changes. Mm. Um, I, when I, 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 we may not talk much about that in this episode, yeah. but maybe in another episode, we can talk about truth. And mm. what truth is, and that that truth, uh, the truth of your being. Right. As we've learned, the difference between absolute truth and relative truth. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a great conversation, mm -hmm. which which I'll note. <laughs> we'll yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> but so me, folks. So it says focus on beingness and listening to the pulsation of life and feeling the sensations of the pulsation mm -hmm. of life. Mm -hmm. So beingness doesn't require anything except the focus. It's not a doing as, as um, Ellen mentioned, it's kind of a, an alertness and awareness um, uh, from which you can experience things. So very often people do things to feel that aliveness, that pulsation of life, or they take some substance or they do something so they can feel the sensations of the pulsation of life. Mm -hmm. It's as if I have to do something so I get that reward. Mm -hmm. And what I'm saying here, what came through 
was that that's not really true. That if you can sit in your beingness, then all of a sudden the pulsation of life begins to um, pulsate through you and you're aware of it and it gets louder. So I find sounds get louder, colors can get louder, electrical impulses can um, increase and a feeling of bliss you know, happens out of it. But that feeling of bliss you know, is its own unique version of it at that moment. Mm. Mm. Right. So I'm not searching for that particular feeling of bliss that I had yesterday. Um, I'm just seeing, oh, what's going to arise today? And it has so many flavors and permutations. I mean, if there's one thing about life one can observe in the physical plane is the diversity. There's so many different versions of things. Mm -hmm. That's not mm -hmm. by accident. That is the nature of reality from a place of beingness that never changes your awareness, there's a gazillion possibilities, all of which are delicious in their own way, mm -hmm. in different ways. So what I get out of this is that if you can sit in that place of beingness, not trying to get anywhere, but alert awareness and stillness, then the pulsations of life show up in many different ways. And, and the sensations you feel in response to it. Mm. Mm. And it goes on to say, and honoring that everything you need and is fulfilling exists in the now. That is so not the way we are taught to look at life. Right. right. We're taught to look at, we have to get something to be fulfilled. Whatever it is, we have to get a job, money, relationship, kids, a different house, a vacation, uh, whatever it is. Not, not that anything's wrong with any of those things. But well, if you're looking for that, for fulfillment, it's a very slippery slope. Well, right? and, and, yeah. and so many of us are caught up in worries. Mm -hmm. worries that we're not going to have mm -hmm. in the future, which is out of the now. <laughs> it's like, you know, are we going to be able to do this? Will we ever have that? Um, and that's in order to feel fulfilled, happy, satisfied, comfortable, whatever. It's like looking outside uh, for that fulfillment. Yeah, and that causes a lot of stress. Really? And, and so it's hard to feel fulfilled when you're looking, you have to get this or what if, or, oh, I have what I need. What if it gets taken away? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Big worry, because life changes. Oh my God, there's a, all of a sudden a hurricane came about. All of a sudden there's a war in the world. All of a sudden the stock market went down. All of a sudden, whatever, fill in the blank. There's always going to be an all of a sudden something's going to happen. But the, the beauty of this is that if you can really live in your inner self, your awareness, then anything that arises in your life can be fulfilling. I, I was mentioning to you before we started recording that, you know, I always get a kick out of 
um, you know, if we get a rainy day, so many people say, um, oh, it's a lousy day today. It is. <laughs> it's just a rainy day. Why is that lousy? It's only lousy because of your value judgment and you're thinking that it's better to have a sunny day. It's not better to have a sunny day. And from my perspective, it's just different. Right. There's different things to enjoy in a sunny day. There's different things to enjoy in a rainy day. And then people complain about the sun is too hot. You know, so. Well, and even um, and you bring up a good point and and what's too hot for one person right. is too cold for another person. Right. So we're hanging our inner satisfaction on these external things that are changing all the time. And even though there's an ever new now, the now is the same. It's a new now. <laughs> it's not. Right. It's the not. The basic ingredient of it. Yes. Your ability to experience it is the same. Yes. Yes. And here's, and I, you just have to take this on faith and experience it yourself. Because I've been playing with this for so many years. But once you get into that center place, and that's why I like to meditate so much, because it does, mm. it is a great way to get into that center place. Things feel so good in that center place that nothing could ever throw you off that. And, and when you get used to living life or experiencing that centered place, then a rainy day is great. A sunny day is great. Uh, spring is great. Look at the flowers. Winter is great. Look at the snow. Look, uh, anything can be experienced as luscious in its own unique way when you feel safe and full in your center. And that's the key to just enjoying the play of life, the play of consciousness, at least for me. That's so beautifully put, really. You know, mm. and then the next sentence was, and you don't have to add to it. Mm. See, you don't have to add anything to it. In fact, the very act that you can experience it from that place actually makes it fuller. It does add to it. Mm. You bring it to life in a way mm. by you experiencing it. That's kind of what life is looking to do. You know, I always like to say we're the eyes and ears of God. And this is how God experiences the physical plane through the, my vehicle, right? Because I have the ability to experience it in my unique way. And God enjoys that. He's counting on me to do that. Counting on, <laughs> all, counting on all of us. Correct. Because... Uh, God gets to experience it. We could be in the set right now. I'm having an experience a, a particular way. You're having it right. another way. Right. And, um, and why shouldn't we enjoy that? Um, you know, the rainy day, sunny day thing. There are certain things that you can't do. I don't know, on a rainy day. And there's, and there's other things you can only do on a rainy day. So, and it's different for each one of us. But once, once a person's um, consciousness is opened to that concept, 
that um, we're centered and can experience lusciousness and enrichment in any situation. I mean, life is like, it becomes um, beautiful in with much more variety. We're not limiting, we're not limiting, you know, well, I only enjoy sunny days or, you know, whatever it is. Here's another thing to that that I've recently discovered. So while you're talking and experiencing something, if I'm in a place of beingness and listening from that place, then I get to be that too. Mm. In absorbing the experience you're having, it's mine too. Yes. So it's a great way to share the diversity of life with your friends and associates, if you can be there in that place of beingness while they're sharing, you get to experience it too, right? So it's, it's, uh, it's a great way to, um, you know, to look at it, you know? When we have our um, weekly, sometimes, and, and with other friends too, um, we have weekly uh, focus where we focus on a reading or pick a topic and meditate together. And then uh, we each share what we get. And uh, often one of us says, Oh, could you type that up? Right. <laughs> you know, because what you're saying is so true that when we come together, we, we have access to each other's experiences as if it's ours. Um, based upon the, the idea that the oneness of creation is in each one of us. And because we're part of that oneness, like you said, I get to experience what you're, what you're experiencing. Yeah, so here's a, little, a couple of practical applications of that. Oh, good. Listening. So, so when you get together in a group and people are sharing, right? And they're sharing from their heart or their experience. If you take the point of view that they have something beautiful, intelligent, worthwhile to share, and you're going to listen from that point of view, that puts you in the place where you can really absorb and get the benefit out of it. Then the person who, who's talking that you're listening to feels that, and they feel really special also, Right. And there's a connection that happens. And so now there's a, there's an inner beingness and connection that happens between the two of you. Uh, another practical application in terms of beingness and, and Eckhart Tolle talks about this all the time in his books is that go take a walk in nature from a place of beingness and just sense the aliveness around you or focus in on your physical body and just in right now, don't worry about thinking about tomorrow or yesterday, but right now feel the physical sensations pulsating through your body. Mm. And that brings you into that place of beingness. Mm. So these are little ways of refocusing yourself back into that place of beingness. Mm. That's beautiful. Um, All right, let's see. It goes on. It says, everything that you do for others and yourself is just what you do 
but it is not who you are. Whoa, think about that for a second, right? Everything you do is what you do, but it's not who you are. Right, there was a great meditation our teacher gave us that started off, you are not your body, you are not your possessions, you are not your money, mm. you don't own your house, you don't own your furniture, you don't own your kids. <laughs> who you are is just awareness. It's a beautiful meditation. Who you are is awareness. Yeah. You don't need to add anything to that. Mm. Things get added to you because you can become aware of it. Experiences become possible, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it doesn't add to who you are. It's just. You're the experiencer. You're the experiencer. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I just want to, that, the. I don't know if this is the best word, the acceptance of that, the receiving of that concept, I'm the experiencer, that enables you to be on an adventure in any situation, mm. even situations that, you know, we'd rather not have, but somehow find ourselves in. Right. You know, so if that's a great point. So if you follow that track, so if you can be the experiencer, you're not, you, you don't have, you don't need to add to yourself, right? Nothing can add or take away from yourself. Then there's no resistance to whatever the circumstance is. Even if it's a circumstance you would rather not be in for one reason or another or challenging circumstance. It's the resistance to it, it's the wanting to be elsewhere that creates the pain. And if you don't resist it, it's really not painful. It's just what it is. It's just an experience. It's just an experience. I, I love that you said, I mean, I was thinking that exactly what you were saying about the pain. So, yeah. Let's see, goes on and says, and any result of what you do does not take away from who you are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And anything you do does not add to who you are. And that's a radical statement. But if you could live your life like that, that anything you do doesn't take away from who you are, anything you do doesn't add to who you are, there's no pressure. Right, right. It doesn't mean you sit around and do nothing, though you could do that and it could be fine, but you're not doing it because you're trying to add to yourself or you're not avoiding it because it's taken away from you or you don't have negative judgments about yourself because you did something that took away from you. Those are all illusions from that place of beingness. You can see that it's an illusion. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, um, I want to say stress-free. Yeah, right. Because stress is what we add to whatever the circumstances. Right. Mm, that's so great. So the next statement I think is really the key to how to maintain this. 
And so the advice is be grounded in who you are as your first or your primary commitment and focus and focus and let all else flow from that. So your first commitment is awareness, is beingness and let everything else come out of that, flow from that, not not trying to make the what's out there flow into now I can have a sense of beingness. It never will lead there. But if you start from the center, from the center of beingness as your first commitment, then everything else flows from that. And it flows from that in a place of, you know, beauty or interest or, you know, it's kind of fun you know, whatever happens. It's not, don't assign a big meaning to it. Everything is there for you if you can come from that being this place. So I think of it as like choosing an orientation point. Mm. Like I'm going to look out since I'm the observer and the experiencer, I'm going to look out, look in and look out through that perspective. And, um, and then, as you said, you might choose, I don't know, choices become much more, um, I don't know, uh, more choices appear. Uh, yeah. Like um, you can still choose different actions that you may take because you do live in the world and get to participate if you want. And um and it's not because you're compelled to go after money or compelled to make a success in this area or compelled to acquire something or be the best. I mean, the best meaning on a material plane. Um, it's, it, it's like you're from, a, it's really from that centered place. Right. And, and I want to accentuate what you're saying, because people hear stuff like this and they say, well, well, I would just sit in a cave and do nothing. No, that's not what we're saying, though. You could if you wanted to. But right, right. that's not what we're saying. I have a life. I, you know, work, I buy things, I acquire things, I do things. And um, I'm not looking not to have that while I'm in this world but it's not my orientation that I have to do something to get to the centered place. And uh, as you were talking, what came to me was that when you live in that place of beingness and that sweet place of the higher self and the soul, and, and you feel that and you experience it, then you want your whole life to reflect mm -hmm. that. So I make choices of, what I'm going to purchase and put in my house, activities that I'm going to do, how I'm going to relate to the people in my life to duplicate this feeling that I feel when I feel centered, mm. right? And it could be, you know, the choice could be different at each moment, mm -hmm. but, and if it's taking me away from that centered place, then that's telling me that's not a good choice yeah. for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if it's, promoting or enhancing that, then I know that's a good choice for me. So I'm looking to create beauty, tranquility, love and connection in what I'm doing, because those are the 
absolute truths, the intangibles that I feel when I'm coming from a place of beingness. So I want that, I want my life, the physical plane to be an extension of what I feel from that place of beingness. Does that, does that make sense? I think it's it's so valuable um, to use that as a, um, a litmus test, a measuring stick, uh, an indicator. It's an indicator so that if it takes you off of that, well, then you might choose to make a different choice or, or to notice, huh, you know, and it could be a habit. It could be a, I don't know, something that used to interest you that, you know, you remember and you go, mm, I think I'm going to go in that direction, but, but it takes you off of the center. And, and after you're, have had some experience with this. Oh, you just want to keep coming back to the center. Right. Right. So, so the orientation is you're starting at the end. Mm. Way, right? mm. You're starting. I've arrived. I'm in my center. I've already arrived. I've already arrived. And out of that, as you live your life, you, you want it to be in harmony with that experience, it, not that it looks the same, because the form changes all the time, and it's fun that it changes. But you, but you're not doing it to arrive somewhere. It's you're coming from the place of having arrived, and then life becomes an extension of that experience of arrival. Hmm. I think it's a great way to look. I never thought of it. You like know that. what? And I'm just thinking all the years that we spent. How about all the teachers? who, well, I'll talk for myself, right. who drummed into me, enjoy the journey. It's right. not a destination. Right. And right. what that was training for was being in that now, the now of the journey. And, and then at a certain point to be able to, to just own the moment that I'm arrived in this moment. I'm in the now. I'm in the now. And I'm in my center. And That's I'm the piece I never got before. Mm. Like, enjoy the journey. I, I get that. But I don't know if I like this journey over here, what it's doing. But if you understand in your center and feel that awareness or that beingness place, mm. then, um, then you can enjoy whatever the journey is. And if you're trying to get somewhere, you can never enjoy the journey. Mm. You're never there. Mm. Mm. Right. So it's it's yeah. almost like a dichotomy. It's almost like a uh, it's a, a paradox in a way, it's right? A paradox. Uh, you already arrived, so why would you ever want to go anywhere? But you go, you want to go anywhere because it's fun and interesting to have experiences in all these different ways. But you do it from having arrived from your center. And I'll say to those of us who are here with us in this conversation, viewing this, meditate on that. <laughs> right, meditate on that idea. And you, will, and you will get information and experience that's just right for you. Wow. Mm. And so before we end, here's our last sentence. Okay. Says, you can always make adjustments to what you do, right? Oh, I, I, like what you're saying, oh, that's not in sync with, I can make an adjustment to it, right? Mm -hmm. 
But the only adjustment you ever have to make to who you are is to continue to focus on it. So the only adjustment you have to make is when you lose focus. Lose focus. And That's why we say focus, focus, focus on your inner self. So the only adjustment you ever have to make to your beingness, it's not to adjust your beingness, is to refocus on that place. Mm. Mm. And as the experiencer, mm. you're in charge of the focus, of where you focus. Right. That's right. And you can train yourself to do that. And that's one of the uh, evolutions of life. As you grow up and then lifetime after lifetime, you train yourself to keep coming back to that focus. And the more you can hold on to it, the more fulfilled you feel, the more you know in experientially that you've arrived. Mm -hmm. Oh, Michael, this is great. <laughs> so welcome home. <laughs> welcome home. We hope you've all enjoyed this conversation yeah. and can use it to grow. And um, okay, we've enjoyed so we'll, We got one more paragraph after this that we're going to jump on next time. Next time. Right. Great. Um, so which kind of goes along with this and it's called choosing the no self. So we'll talk about what that the heck does that mean next time. Great. All right. Well, All thank right. you. Uh, don't forget to get Ellen's wonderful book. Be happy no matter what. Check out my podcast called Path to Enlightenment, where all these things are. And I also have a Facebook group of the same name. I do do a meditation every week free on Zoom where we go through the, to these places in different ways. And you can, it, it helps you anchor in that being this place. So feel free to join that. Let me know you're interested. I'll put you on my list. All righty. All right. Next time. Till next time. <laughs>